1: live by live has all of your favorite music and you can listen for free whether you hit play on one of our hundreds of curated music stations or create your own custom artist radio station you'll find the music you love on live by live visit livexlive.com or search livexlive in the app store or google play and listen for free now
0: if you'd like to make your nfl games a little more interesting you've come to the right place it's the even money podcast with ross tucker and steve Fezik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and we have Steve Fezzik at Fezzik Sports, and you know where to place your bets. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts using the promo code PODCAST1. Speaking of promo code, Steve, I don't have a promo code for you. For myfrontpagestory.com, I'm just going to tell you, It is the single best Mother's Day gift I've ever heard of, but we're now less than a month away from Mother's Day, and it takes some time for the professional writer to actually write the story about your wife or your mom or whoever you get the story from. So go now, myfrontpagestory.com, And get your story now for your wife or your mom. They will cry. They will tell you it's the best Mother's Day gift they ever got. I can pretty much guarantee that. Myfrontpagestory.com. I can also pretty much guarantee that this will be one of our most listened to episodes all year. Because the schedule came out last night. And the week one lines came out. And so if you've been a loyal listener to the Even Money podcast, you know that this is the best value you get to bet any game all year right now. Right now. He is all over it. I am all over it. I already told you he's Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl professional football gambling, whom you should check out on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter and Instagram. My Facebook is facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, loving placing the wagers with you guys. We might have a little bit of talk for NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, and WNBA, but for right now, not WNBA, for right now, we got to get into the season week one lines. We have them, Steve, and they are glorious. All right, Steve, before we actually dive into these week one lines, of course, courtesy of betonline.ag, I do want you to go over what you look at in terms of the schedule when it comes out. Like, What do you look at that is something that you think is actionable?
1: Yeah, the first thing I I look at is uh, unfavorable situations on the schedule for teams. And frankly, the unfavorable stuff – is uh the most actionable uh thing to look for because i'm looking for a team that i think got rooked by the schedule makers number one thing don't like having to play fake home games home games not in your home stadium so that could be in mexico even worse that can be in london because you lose a home game and you have extra travel so uh, i saw that oakland Tampa Bay, the Rams, and Jacksonville all have trips across the pond, and that is a very unfavorable situation. And I saw the Chargers have a home game in Mexico, another situation where an NFL team loses a home game not good.
0: Yeah, that, that's a big one. Anything else?
1: Don't like being on the road on Thursday night. So that's always a challenge for teams because of the short uh, work week, having to travel. So because of that, I consider that to be one of the worst situations in the NFL. And what's interesting is I saw that both Tampa Bay and the Rams, not only do they have games at home games in London, but they have Thursday road games.
0: Right, right. Um, yeah, I, that's, there are some indicators of that uh, for sure. So what about um, specifically week one lines? We'll dive into that now, Steve. So, that, so everything else you just said is basically win total stuff, right?
1: Yeah, for across the entire season. Now let me caveat this. Strength of schedule is very important as well. But we've known who the teams, who they were going to play for months now. That's predetermined by the NFL So that's already – you could have already calculated all that, and the Patriots have the easiest schedule of any NFL team. But now it's more a matter of, okay, we know who we're going to play, but where are we going to play them when and how that uh, I'm looking at right now.
0: Right. Uh, And then specifically for the week one lines, which are out – and I think I said this earlier, Steve, I'll say it again. Is it fair to say that like last night when they came out or you know this morning – that this is the best value we'll get all year for any line is the opening lines that come out right after the schedule is released?
1: Well, it's certainly a good opportunity. Um, I wouldn't say it the very best because inevitably, I mean, the odds makers, every Sunday night they're scrambling to put up numbers, <clears throat> excuse me, as well. But if you've got a good feel for a team, now you certainly can get down and and make some really good wagers example last night i bet baltimore at miami i got a baltimore minus three bet now things can change it's only april but i'd be willing to bet a substantial amount of money that there is no way ross that you're ever going to see baltimore minus three in that game over the next five months Anyone that does their homework on these teams is going to land against Miami this year and look to bet Baltimore.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably right. Uh, Let's dive into these week one lines, Steve. And again, everybody knows we will officially bet all of these that we are graded on week one of the season with the lines that week because we know a lot of people don't end up betting now they're not even in thinking about nfl betting some people a lot of our listeners till the season comes around but based on what we got now steve let's get into it and just get early thoughts early leans on these games and you know what why don't we even save the totals for next week, Steve, and we can go over the totals next week and see if there's any value there um, and just do the lines today. Um, do you typically, right after they come out, I'm guessing more of your plays would are on the, the lines rather than the totals anywhere. Maybe I'm mistaken.
1: Yeah, I typically just bet the sides, and part of it is just a sense of urgency. I know if the sides get mispriced, they're much more likely to get taken out immediately, whereas the totals, I would imagine no one's going to bet the totals um, for the first few days. So any mistake on the totals is going to hang out there for longer than the sides where, frankly, it's more obvious.
0: So let me know also for any of these if the line has moved. We'll start with the opening game Thursday game. It's the Packers at the Bears and the Bears are laying three-and-a-half, Steve.
1: Yeah, and it's been pretty rock-solid three-and-a-half. Now, this is the one line that was announced earlier, so it's been out there, I think, for a week, and frankly, it's right where I would make it as, well, I passed the game.
0: So I would lean Green Bay here. Um, I, it's not a heavy lean, but I, I I'd lean Aaron Rodgers after all the negativity and the article and now he's going to be healthy, and he's not happy, and I think they'll be a lot more creative and imaginative on offense. So I I like those three-and-a-half points, so I would lean to the Packers. Getting to some of the Sunday games, the Vikings are laying five to the Falcons.
1: Yep, and I can see why they're laying five. Down year for the Vikings last year, but another year under his belt with Kirk Cousins. Should be a whole lot better, and frankly, that home field advantage in Minnesota is worth four points. So to say that Minnesota is only one point better than Atlanta seems slightly light to me. I would lean to the Vikings.
0: Yeah, this is a tough one for me. You know how I am. I I usually like taking the points in a lot of these games. I think the Falcons are going to be better. I think that they're going to be a lot healthier. And so, I I would just pass this game. Five points seems like a lot. And let me ask you this too, Steve. And we've talked about this always when we get to September. But it seems to me like there's more variance, more underdogs winning, more surprises in week one than any other week all year. Is there evidence that backs that up?
1: Yes, and it makes sense. We don't know who's good. We don't know who's bad week one. There's always going to be some surprise teams so that by week 10 or 11, the the lines are much more, the confidence in our lines is much greater. In week one, by the end of the year, uh, we may well look back on this and say, oh, Atlanta was better than Minnesota. I can't believe they're catching five, or we can say, you know, Minnesota's Going to go 13-3, and and Atlanta's a losing team. I can't believe I could lay five. So um, a lot of uncertainty just on how good all the teams will be.
0: Let's get to the Redskins in Philly to take on the Eagles. The Redskins are getting eight points. I certainly like the Eagles in the game. Not a big fan of betting lines of more than a touchdown especially division game i'd probably lean redskins here getting eight points
1: yeah i don't even know who the redskins starting quarterback's going to be they're going to have obviously a quarterback competition with colton mccoy and case keenum i know that philly was arguably the most injured nfl team i'm confident philly should win the game And so whenever I see a team that's laying eight, that I lean the minus eight, I'm always going to look to play that six-point teaser and tease Philly downward. So I'll just need to find some teams to tease Philadelphia with.
0: What about the Bills at the Jets? Jets are laying three.
1: Yeah, so this is a situation where offshore the line is Philly minus three. I'm sorry. Jets minus three. In Vegas, the Jets are minus three and a half, and I think that the offshores have this one correct. I am not sure who has the better team this year, and the Jets do not have that big of a home field advantage, although Darnold has played a whole lot better at home in his short career. But the bottom line is I would lean to the underdog at three, and I certainly would bet Buffalo if you can get plus three and a half
0: so i would take buffalo three and a half for sure i think it'll be a close game i think it'll be a good game so i'm i'm leaning I'm, i'm going buffalo if they're getting three and a half you already mentioned how you feel about the ravens and the dolphins i'm already showing uh what i'm looking at steve is the the dolphins uh getting three and a half so already i think you got a half point there
1: Yeah, so I would still like Baltimore minus three and a half. And this is an example. This comes up, Ross, all the time. I'm sitting at home, and I see the three at one shop in Vegas, and I'm like, you know what? No matter what else I want to do, I'm hopping in my car, and I'm roaring over there and laying a three because how often does it happen that I get to lay three on a game where I already like it minus three and a half, and there's such a huge difference. But I, I still would like Baltimore minus three and a half Baltimore is a fringe playoff team. Miami is probably the worst team in the NFL. Strong prediction. This line will close six in September.
0: Yep, I'm going with the Ravens as well, especially when it's the first game, so you don't know all the new tricks that Greg Roman, the Ravens offensive coordinator, has up his sleeve in terms of using Lamar Jackson in the running game and play-action pass after having an entire offseason to work on it how about the Niners in Tampa I, I don't get this line at all to take on the Bucks. Uh I think it moved already but I'm showing now the Niners getting two points I'll take those two points and go with the 49ers I'm, you know maybe I should show more faith in Bruce Arians but I'm just not sold on the Bucks. although look it's a West Coast team coming east I get it And I think this line's already moved, hasn't it?
1: Yes, and I'm part of the reason it moved. We are completely in agreement here. Another game where I went running around town late last night, if I sound a little groggy. Well, people say Stevie always sounds groggy, it seems like, early in the morning in in April. But um, I bet San Francisco plus the two and a half. I would certainly bet them plus two. This is easy. San Francisco is way better than Tampa Bay. Jimmy G is back. San Francisco is, again, a fringe playoff team against the Tampa Bay team that hasn't shown um, anything other than the ability to win six games with a below, way below average home field advantage. It's a late start time. Big deal. i got to fly across the country. It's week one. My team isn't going to be tired yet, and I, they don't even have to start um, the game at 10 a.m. Pacific time. San Francisco should be favored. Getting points is a bargain.
0: What about KC playing against Nick Foles and the Jaguars, Jaguars getting five points, especially with the uncertainty of the Tyreek Hill thing here. I think I kind of like the Jags at home getting five points in Foles' home opener.
1: And another game I bet. I took Jacksonville plus the points. Uh, Kansas City with um, Tyreek Hill likely suspended out, and <clears throat> I, th- I would expect that Kansas City probably is going to win Nine or ten games this year, and Jacksonville, I think, should win eight or nine. There's not a big difference between these two teams now that Jacksonville has a quarterback. Heat and humidity down in Jacksonville week one should be a real close game. Plus five is a bargain, in my opinion, with Jacksonville.
0: Tennessee is in Cleveland, and they're getting four and a half.
1: Yeah, and the betting marketplace loves the Cleveland Browns. Browns are supposed to win nine games this year, but it's priced in. And there's lots of reasons for optimism in Cleveland this year. But, um, wow, it's just so strange to see a minus five by the Cleveland Browns. I better get used to it because that's probably going to be the case all year long. I think it's lined correctly. I passed.
0: I'd probably lean Tennessee there. I, I just... I, I I like getting the points, and I wonder. It's a slight lean, but I just wonder how the Browns react with all the hype. The Rams are in Carolina, and they're laying three points, Steve.
1: Yeah, and this was one that I think Vegas got wrong. Vegas put this up at 2.5. I laid the 2.5. At 3, I would still lean to the Rams. I think it's a free roll bet on the Rams. If Cam Newton is healthy, then the line probably should be three. If he's not healthy, the Rams should be a really good bet here. So, just a free roll on Cam Newton's health.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would tend to lean towards the Rams too, but um, that's probably to me that's probably about right now at three. So that I, I would say no more lean there at three. The Bengals are at the Seahawks, one of the biggest lines on Week One slate. Second biggest, I think, or no, I take that back. Third biggest, maybe. At any rate. Seahawks are laying seven.
1: Yeah, and I remember I said I was going to tease the Eagles from eight down to two. Well, I need something to tease them with. Sure looks like Seattle is an excellent candidate. Don't see Seattle not winning the game, so we'll tease Seattle down to minus one.
0: That sounds like a pretty good move. Other than if I didn't tease it, I would say um, the line's probably about right. I, I, I really have very little feel for this Bengals team other than thinking they're probably not going to be that good. Colts at the Chargers. Chargers laying three points. Give me the Colts, Steve. I think the Colts are good. I think they're going to be good. And the Chargers have no home field advantage. You're not telling me that the Chargers are six-point favorites over the Colts. So give me Indy.
1: Yeah, you know, what's interesting about this is that the Chargers really don't have any home crowd, but they've done very well at home Last year, but I think that that's an aberration, short sample size. I'm with you. And Vegas has three and a half. I like the Colts, plus three and a half, or even at plus three.
0: Lions and the Cardinals are a pick 'em. It's in Arizona.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised by this line. Um, I know there's some Arizona fans out there that heard me say Miami is the worst team in the NFL, and they probably were offended. And they're like, hey, what about us? Oh, you know what? It's a good point. Arizona is certainly a contender for worst team in the NFL. And what do the Lions do? They win seven games more often than not. And so I get a slightly below average team in D- Detroit against one of the worst teams in the NFL. I would have to look to Detroit at pick in this game.
0: Totally agree. Uh, I mean, Stafford, I think they'll be better on defense. Uh, year two for Patricia um, the, only, the only saving grace for Arizona is I expect it to be Kyler Murray and some of the stuff that they might be able to come up with that you know throws the Lions off with his athleticism. But I would take the Lions. How about the Cowboys hosting the Giants and laying seven and a half, Steve?
1: You know, I should mention about Kyler Murray, although I expect that by the end of the year he could be better than Rosen. I would rather have Rosen right now, week one, than to have an unproven Kyler Murray coming in. So just an, an important distinction there. As far as Giants-Dallas, another game that I, I like the teaser. I mean, I would lean to Dallas minus a seven, minus a seven and a half. But if I can tease the Cowboys down to minus one and a half, can't see Eli Manning being effective this year and winning this game. Another game I would look to tease.
0: So I would listen to a potential tease, but the way it is right now, I would take the Giants. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I, I just, I, I'm not big on week one spreads of over a touchdown. So kind of like the Giants there. What about Sunday night football, Steve? It is the Steelers and the Patriots. It's in New England, and the Pats are laying six and a half.
1: You know, what's interesting is that you'll notice I don't talk much about the draft, which hasn't occurred yet, because I think it's a lot of um, just uh, pomp and noise, and it really doesn't influence the NFL lines hardly at all, because frankly, we just don't know who's going to be good in terms of their draft pick selections and how they pan out. However, having said that, if there's one team I'm going to pay attention to, it's New England with all their picks in the draft and what they wind up doing, because Tom Brady's turning 42, but New England could have a really, really good draft. I'm also, the uncertainty of Pittsburgh is difficult here. How are they going to respond? No Brown, no Bell, Big Ben being called out as not being a good teammate. Is that going to be something that the team can go ahead and rally around, or is it going to be a disruption for Pittsburgh? So much uncertainty in this game I'm going to pass.
0: I would kind of lean uh, Pittsburgh in this one. I just think New England... If you're ever going to get them, it's usually early. Uh, they've always have some issues early in the season for whatever reason. Everybody goes, "Oh my gosh!" Are the Patriots done? Is the era over? So that's number one. Then number two, you know, I think the Steelers and Roethlisberger have something to prove. You know, with Le'Veon Bell gone, Antonio Brown and what he's done. I just think I expect them to exceed expectations this year based upon that. So I would lean Pittsburgh in that one. Let's get to Monday night, Steve. It's the Saints hosting the Texans, and the Saints are laying seven and a half on Monday night football.
1: Yeah, it kind of surprised me, Ross, and I apologize. I don't have all my work done, obviously, since it's April. But the book on New Orleans is they always seem to start slow. They always seem to struggle early in the year, and having this point spread above seven, and we talked about the uncertainty of how good our team's going to be in week one when they're a big favorite. It wouldn't shock me if New Orleans wasn't very good this year. wouldn't shock me if Drew Brees suddenly showed his age, his shoulder didn't heal completely with whatever was wrong with it last year, and New Orleans regressed to an 8-8 eight and eight type team. If that's the case, we got the better team catching seven and a half points here in Houston. Now, I'm not saying that New Orleans is going to go 8-8, eight and eight. But it's certainly a possibility. I would only look to the Texans.
0: So, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, pretty much any week one game where one team is getting more than a touchdown, I am really looking to that team. Now, maybe the Texans get blown out and it's the Saints in first game. It's in the Dome after what happened to them in the NFC Championship game. That's all very possible. Very possible. But... At any rate, I would lean to the Texans. Uh, Finally, Sunday night football, no, Monday night football, the late game, we've got the Broncos in Oakland, and the Oakland Raiders are laying three points. Not sure about that one, Steve. Give me the Broncos.
1: This must be a typo here. Um, The Oakland Raiders are a mystery to me. Because remember, Ross, how the, everyone was betting on the Cleveland Browns the last couple of years when they were horrible week after week, and you just couldn't stop them. The people love the Browns, even though they won one game in two years. The Raiders are similar. People love the Raiders. I know they're moving to Vegas, and the Raiders always get action on them for whatever reason, and there's nothing that warrants it. There's nothing in the analytics that says that Oakland – has been a good team for years. Even the year they went 12-4, and four, they should have probably only gone 9-7, and seven, and they've been absolutely awful since then. Denver was 6-6 six and six last year. Denver was contending for a playoff spot, and then everyone got hurt for Denver, and they faded down the stretch. But Denver is not just better. Denver is clearly significantly better. There's no way Oakland should be laying three here. Give me Denver plus three, really good bet.
0: Totally agree on that one, Steve. Speaking of good bets, do you have any for us as it relates to either the NBA playoffs or the NHL playoffs?
1: Yeah, the NHL playoffs, you know, I've always felt like hockey is like a fast version of soccer, only it's played on ice and I can't see the ball, Um, but um, I, I Just don't follow it. So I have no best bets in the NHL. Um, Actually, you know what? I'm going to take that back. I do have a best bet just because I'm local here in Vegas, and Vegas has been crushing San Jose here in the playoffs. They're up three games to one, and Vegas beat San Jose last year in the playoffs. The game plays out such that San Jose is in a tremendously good spot at home down three games to one, and you're only laying minus 110. I like the Sharks tonight against my Golden Knights here so that would be an NHL best bet. Very rare for me to have one, but just because I follow my local team um, in the NBA playoffs, I got to tell you, there's a lot of games that um, I have been looking at, but my best bet would be on Friday night. Oklahoma city is hosting Portland. They're down two games to zero. Oklahoma city hasn't been able to make a three all series. Seemingly they're shooting 16% from threes. So that's why they're down Oh two. And, Home teams that are 0-2 in the playoffs in the NBA, if you bet on them in the first half, Ross, they have covered 36 of 48 times, 75% against the spread. In the bounce back in the first half, I would play Oklahoma City first half on Friday night, minus five.
0: Got it. Um, Any thoughts, by the way, Steve, before we finish up on uh, Tiger Woods and the books losing so much money on the Masters?
1: So Tiger Woods had actually been playing great golf at the end of 2018. So we could have seen this coming. He had the best score, cumulative score, in the last two majors last year of any golfer. So he was very competitive in the British Open and the PGA. So he continued that great play, obviously. Here in the Masters, the books got torched. One, because everyone bets Tiger seemingly every major. He's such a public darling even though he hasn't won a major since 2008. So the books got crushed this year, but frankly they're just giving back a lot of the money that they collected over the past 10 years of people betting on Tiger. What made it really a bloodbath is that there are places like DraftKings and FanDuel that had special bonuses on Tiger, where they offered um, what they call accelerated odds on him to win during the tournament as they give back to their players. And so it really was ugly but um, don't shed a tear for the bookies. They've made so much money on betters betting on Tiger in the past that they're just giving some of the money back. But one thing about Tiger, he's great for the books because when he's competitive, the handle on golf goes through the roof. Um, now that Tiger is the favorite to win the PGA, the next major, I would think if you had to choose betting on him or against him, even though he's playing great, I would look to bet against Tiger.
0: Steve, you're the man. Always appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Next week, we'll look at the Week 1 lines, the totals a little bit, NBA stuff, of course, and maybe even bring on Dave Mason to see where the money goes early when it comes to the Week 1 lines. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you, Ross. Take care now.
0: All right, so now that you know what bets to make today, As soon as you're done listening, head on right over to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code PODCAST1 so you get the 50% welcome bonus and then place your bets. It's that simple. It's that easy. BetOnline.ag. Promo code PODCAST1. That easy. Heck, you want to get on the NBA playoffs? Do it. You want to get on the NHL playoffs? Do it. Or... You can go ahead and you can say, you know what? I just want to bet the NFL week one lines and you can do it at betonline.ag using the promo code podcast one. You also can always, and I mean always, go ahead and listen to the Fantasy Feast podcast, which was excellent today. Going over some draft scenarios, if you want to bet on the draft. Greg Cosell is always great on the Ross Tucker football podcast. And Warren Sharp was excellent recently on the strength of schedule stuff. If you want to bet win total stuff, he can really help give you an edge there. And of course, we got the college draft podcast. And if you haven't checked out hazard ground or college football brothers, they're both awesome and part of our podcast portfolio at this point. I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.